Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of the Burning Life Youth Podcast. My name is Chris and I'm the host of this show. Today we are going from local to international. My guest is all the way from the United States of America. So without further ado, I want to say welcome to Fiona Gilogli. So welcome. Tell us a bit about yourself. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Um, so I am 17 years old. Um, and I love all things nature, especially birds. Um, I love music. I play cello and silver flute. Um, and yeah, I'm really into theater as well. I do a lot of acting. Um, I really love Shakespeare. Um, yeah, those are a few other things that, that I really love to do. I love crafting, knitting, sewing, crocheting, all that kind of stuff. So, Wow, is there anything that you don't do? Not really. I mean, I... I just kind of, I, I have fun um, with whatever uh, I think would be fun. I just try, I, I, I try a lot of things. That's good. Keep yourself busy. <laughs> <laughs> so um, for those who might not know you properly, uh, you are from the US of A, mm -hmm. the big, big, big country. Yes. So can you tell us what state you are from? Yes, I'm from California. Um, so I'm on the West Coast of the US. Ah, okay, so you wear all the movie stars are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Are you trying to tell us that you're famous or something? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> well, you're, you're already like kind of putting foot into the, the famous side of burning because you're writing articles and doing all these awesome things. I, I did, yes, I did write an article for a magazine in California. Um, about my birding experience and how nature journaling, um, another thing I love to do, um, helps me be a better birder. Um, so nature journaling is basically taking an art kit out into nature and drawing whatever you see um, and writing questions and observations and making diagrams. And it's really, really fun. Um, and it's kind of become one of my favorite parts of birding. Okay. And um, how would you suggest people actually get involved in doing something like that? Because... Um, for some of us who aren't as talented with drawing and stuff like that, it might seem like an impossible task, but are there certain tips and tricks that you have for us? Yeah, um, you don't have to be an artist at all. Um, you do, it's not about the pretty pictures. It's more about having fun. Um, so you don't need to be an amazing artist um, to be able to do this. Um, there are times where my drawings aren't that great. I'm not really happy with them all the time, and that's okay. Um, so it's, it's, not, it's not meant to be a place for, like, special artists only. It's supposed to be for everyone. So anyone who wants to join this community can, and anyone who wants to go out in nature and draw what they see can. Um, so basically just go outside with a pencil and some paper and just draw whatever you see, write down any questions that you can think of, um, and just have fun. And so one thing that I, I can kind of see that might be a, uh, I almost want to say issue of contention where people might say, oh no, but I take pictures and with a camera, what's the difference between taking a picture of a camera with a camera and drawing? So I want to ask you yeah. that question. What is yes. the difference? Yes, there is definitely a difference. When you're drawing the bird, you have to look again and again and again because you, you, you draw part of it and then you're like, oh, that might not be right. So you look back at the bird to see what you could possibly change. Um, and so you, 
look again and again and again at this bird and you can build a relationship with this bird because you're staying longer with it. When you take a picture, um, you just click the little button and it takes the picture and then you move on. And so it's, it's so much more interesting to stay with that bird longer and you can get so much more excited about it um, when you're drawing it and spending more time with it and you'll sometimes see see it do behaviors that you wouldn't otherwise. And it's just really, really cool to stay longer with that bird when you're drawing it. And am I right in saying that it takes a lot more patience because there's certain birds that will like sit on a, a branch for about a nanosecond and then it will fly to the next <laughs> branch and then it will sit there for another nanosecond yes. and fly to the next one. So I can imagine it takes a lot of patience. Yes, yes. Um, it definitely, it, it takes a while. And there's there's times where I go running through the woods um, chasing these birds um, just to see where they'll sit again um, and see where I can draw them. Um, but yeah, it definitely, it, it takes more patience, but it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. So, so what she's trying to say is that you get fit while you're busy drawing as well. <laughs> exactly, exactly. How many hours of gym do you have to do to catch up with the bird? <laughs> depends on the species it depends on the species um if it if it goes really far um i usually don't chase it but if it's um if it's a more if it's a slower species i will sort of chase it through the bushes if i can <laughs> that's good advice so if it's a fast bird avoid it if it's a slow bird then stick with it yes yes <laughs> oh that's good news um so are you part of a bird club in your region or what do you do as a young birder in the US of A? Yeah, um, I'm part of some little groups that do nature journaling and birding um, in the San Francisco area um, in California. Um, and I'm also, I've also been to quite a few young birder camps, um, which are funded through our Audubon Society, which is basically a bird club. Um, and it basically gives scholarships to young birders to go on these bird camps. Um, and it's really fun um, because you you get an all-expenses-paid trip. They're usually about a week long or so, and you get to go all over the U.S. Um, there's one in southeastern Arizona. Um, there's some on the East Coast. Um, and it's really, really fun because you get to have all this um, community building with all of these birders that are your same age. Um, it's been so nice. I've met so many um, friends um, on these trips that I wouldn't have otherwise. And it's, it's just so fun to spend time with people who are just as excited about birds as I am. That's so cool. Um, and what, what would you say would, it would take for us to actually integrate that here in South Africa? Because as far as I'm aware, there's nothing quite like that here in South Africa. So what, what would you suggest we do to start like bird camps here in South Africa? Yeah, I would probably suggest to just like get get the word out just to say um, to any young birder, you know, like, oh, do you do you know any other young birders and kind of get a young birder club together um, and then just start going for field trips and kind of start from there. OK, cool. I, I think we, we need to start that because it would be really awesome having those kind of things. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then also, I just want to talk a little bit about the birding side of things there in um, the United States. So the species 
between South Africa and America is obviously completely different. Yeah. I don't think there's one bird that's the same, probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what are some special birds over there that you have seen and that you really love? Um, yeah, some of the species that are in my yard a lot, um, western scrub jay, oak titmouse, golden crown sparrow. Um, those are some of the um, kind of usual birds. <laughs> The usual suspects I see in my yard. Um, and then just yesterday, um, I saw a pine siskin for the first time in the season. Those come through in the wintertime. Um, so that was really fun um, to see one of those for the first time this season. Um, so they're a little brown stripy bird. They're, they're pretty small, um, about the size of like a little finch or sparrow or something like that. Um, so they came to my feeder today and that, that was really, really fun. Oh, that's awesome. And how many birds have you recorded in your garden alone? In my garden alone? Um, probably upwards of 30 species, maybe. Um, I'm, I'm near um, some wild land, so there's, there's a lot of birds that come through my yard. Oh, that's pretty cool. And uh, this is a question that I usually don't ask, but I, I thought it might be nice to ask this. Uh, what is your life list currently sitting on? Um, I think it's, oh, I think it's like four hundred and fifty, something like that. Yeah, it's wow. it's like well done. mid 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 four hundreds. <laughs> well done, my goodness! I th I, you've got less species in America, yet you've still got more birds than I do. <laughs> well done. <laughs> I I did take a trip um to uh, Tanzania. Um, two summers ago um, and almost every single bird there was new so I got to see like a hundred new species that I had never seen before um, so that was that was a huge <laughs> a huge extra of species there which was such an incredible trip ah that helps <laughs> <laughs> yeah next time next time you you're planning a trip you must come visit Kruger National Park because you'll you'll get a lot of birds there yeah yeah I would love to I would love to so ha have you got a, a dream birding location somewhere you really really want to go to um i'd love to go to ecuador i haven't been um anywhere in that kind of area um so tropical birding i i haven't really gone birding in the tropics so i would really love to go there and just see all the incredible species that are in the rainforest there yeah cool and um, in case there's somebody listening from America or somebody actually just listening here from South Africa that's interested in this thing called birding, what advice would you give them to actually get into this hobby? Yeah, just start by looking at the birds in your yard um, and just noticing what, what birds come through and then maybe getting a bird book and figuring out what they are um, and just kind of branch out from there. So start from home. Um, start with the birds that you're familiar with and just learn those because there's so many species of birds and it can be really overwhelming to think like, oh my gosh, I have to learn all of this. Um, and so it's much easier to just start in your yard and just figure out the typical species that are usually there um, and learn those first and then sort of get into birding from there. Yeah, I think there's a uh, following on from that point you said, there's one bird in South Africa that every um, birder and non-birder can identify. 
and I think it's a good start. It's a Harido Ibis. It is the noisiest, ugliest <laughs> bird. I'm I'm just gonna say it. I'm gonna put it out there. It's the ugliest bird, and it's the noisiest bird. So everybody can identify at least one bird. You know, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you have a bird like that there in America? Um, we have a few that are a little bit annoying. Um, the Western scrub jays kind of have a loud call. Um, sometimes if they get in a flock, they'll all fly around and make a lot of noise. Um, but yeah, we, we definitely have some annoying birds. <laughs> I, I think, I think it's always like, you know, you always have that one annoying cousin in your family right? Exactly. that you try and avoid. There's also annoying birds like that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so what lies in the future of Fiona? Are you planning to become an ornithologist or are you planning to simply try and take over the world in a greater Thunberg kind of way? Yeah, um, I'm definitely interested in going into ornithology. Um, I would love to um, do a deep dive into birds and um, learn about them um, and just all things nature. I, I am very passionate about climate change. Um, Greta, Greta Thunberg is a huge um, idol of mine. Um, she is incredible. I really, really respect the work that she's done. Um, so yeah, I might also take that path too and go into activism as well. Okay. And have you had a chance to watch the latest, um, Sir David Attenborough documentary? I have not yet. I've heard really good things about it. I've heard really good things about it. Uh, it's it was a brilliant brilliant documentary i i recommend everybody must watch it you will you will be touched and um even if you are a manly man and think that you don't cry just have tissues ready in case yeah <laughs> yeah I've, I've heard really amazing things about it yeah so tell us a little bit more about your birding clubs what do you guys do for the most part i mean besides your um the nature journaling and all that do you guys do anything else besides nature journaling or like do you have special trips yeah there's there's definitely um field trips and things that will um happen through these bird clubs um and festivals and things like that um where they'll take field trips to different places and go look for different birds and stuff like that. Um, Also, another fun thing that these bird clubs do are Christmas bird counts. Um, So around December, um, they'll basically um, count all the birds in a certain area. Um, So I've been part of those before where you'll be assigned like a 15-mile circle, um, and you basically drive around it all day um, and just get out of the car and count how many birds you're hearing and make note of the species and where they are, and then they have a dinner at the end where they compile all the data. Um, So that's really, really cool to see, and you can see the trends over time of what species are increasing and decreasing. Um, So it's it's really fun to be part of those those efforts and see all the data from it. Oh, that's cool. It sounds almost like um, the birding big day. Yeah, yeah, it kind of is a big day. Because um, yeah, yeah, in South Africa, we when this podcast is released, it will be on um, Birding Big Day in South Africa. Um, oh, cool! And it's it's usually the day where everybody goes absolutely nuts for twenty four hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it actually officially starts at midnight, 
um, and then we try and see how many species we can see in one day within a 50 kilometer radius. Wow, that's so cool. It, I don't know if um, Big Birding Day is still a thing in America, but have you participated in one? Um, I, I have friends that have. Um, I have not uh, myself, um, but it would be really fun. It would be really fun. I've had um, friends who participate in um, big weeks too, where like they'll take a whole week um, and just bird all over and try to get as many species as they can um, in their state or in their county um, or stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I, I have not really participated in big days other than the Christmas bird counts. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I've had many friends who have. Oh, that's cool. Um, and I, I need to ask you a question, and this is going to determine whether you are actually a birder. Have you watched uh, <laughs> The Big Year? Oh, yes. <laughs> that's yes, good. Well done. You are, you are officially a birder. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I, I, was, I was told that is kind of like the initiation into birding. You have to watch the big year first. It, and it then you is. have to learn how to, <laughs> then you have to learn how to identify at least two birds. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's definitely um, kind of a legendary film in, in the birding world. <laughs> <laughs> and um, do you have birds that um, trick you when you go out birding? Are they certain birds that when you go out birding you think it's something special and then turns out to be just a common bird yes all the time all the time um where i'll hear like often it's um hearing the calls and there's there's some birds that have really similar calls and so i'll hear something and i'll go chase it for a long time and i'll either not be able to find it or i find it and it's a really common bird that happens all the time to me <laughs> The joys of birding. Oh yes. <laughs> All right. I want to say. I just want to say thank you so much for this interview. Um, you've been a really, really great guest, and I'm looking forward to hearing great things about you in the future. Um, I'm going to include your the link to your website in the podcast description because okay, um, cool. you've got some really amazing things there. Thank you very much. And. Thank you. I just want to say onwards and upwards. Hope you get many, many more birds this Thank year. you very much. Thank you so much for having me. It was really, really fun. Once again, I just want to say thank you to Fiona for being such an awesome guest. Be sure to follow us on all social media platforms to stay up to date with all the Birding Life Youth podcast news.